Hello and welcome to Super Great Kids Stories. Wise tales from storytellers around the world who will make you laugh and sometimes cry. Recommended for ages 5 to 105. I'm Kim and I love stories. Hello Super Great Kids and how are you? I'm very happy because today's story is about a lion. And I find lions fascinating. I once sat in a jeep for 20 minutes in South Africa watching a lion who was sitting on the road right next to our car. We were so close to him I could see the fleas jumping on his head. Did you know that a male lion's roar can be heard from about five miles away? Although they're known as the king of the jungle, most lions live in the savannah or open grasslands rather than in forests. The story this week is about a lion and a squirrel who bump into each other in the South African savannah. It's told by the marvellous storyteller Baden Prince Jr. Before we welcome Baden, can you have a little think about this question? Would you rather be a lion or a squirrel? And why? Have a think while we have a quick chat with the grown-ups. Hello, super great kids. I'm back. I wonder if you decided you'd rather be a squirrel like Scrat in the film Ice Age or would you prefer to be a lion like Simba in the film The Lion King? And why? Maybe ask your grown-up after this story and see what they'd rather be. Now, are you ready for our story from Southern Africa? Let's give a warm welcome to Baden Prince Jr. Hello, super great kids. It's Baden here. And this time, I'm going to tell you a story about the lion and the squirrel. Once upon a time... Back in the savannah, things were terrible. It hadn't rained for weeks, it hadn't rained for months. In fact, it had been so long since it rained, nobody could remember when was the last time. And everything was dry. There was no grass, no green grass growing anywhere. The rivers had all dried up. And Brother Lion was suffering. Brother Lion was starving. Brother Lion was hungry. His insides were hollow, as we say in Antigua, where I come from. He hadn't eaten a proper meal for so long he couldn't remember when was the last time he'd had a proper meal. And as he was walking along, he saw a pile of old bones by the side of the road. Now, these bones had turned dry. They were really nothing more than chalk. But Brother Lion jumped on them, and he was crunching and chomping away, trying to extract even a memory of a hint, of a suggestion, of a taste, of some meat. But really, all that was happening, he was just filling up his mouth and throat with dust. 
and then out of the corner of his eye. Way down the road, he caught sight of something, a little flash of brown, and when he looked, he saw that it was a squirrel, a tiny squirrel which had come to ground and was nibbling at some grass seeds that were lying at the side of the road. <sighs> Normally, Brother Lion wouldn't bother with a squirrel. As we say in Antigua, that would only dirty his mouth. But because he hadn't eaten for so long, that squirrel grew in his mind's eye to the big, fat, juicy gazelle or a deer. So he went down into the grass and he slithered along on his belly, got to just within range of the squirrel and he tensed every muscle, he tensed his haunches and his legs and he was about to spring. And to this day, I don't know what it was, maybe the twitch of a tail or the twitch of his ear, but that squirrel caught sight of something tawny in the grass. And usually, in the savannah, that was the last thing you saw before everything went black and your world disappeared. But this squirrel, from somewhere, summoned up the courage and the wit and he shouted out loud, Pah! I need some proper food to eat, man. These grass seeds aren't filling up my stomach. You know what I could do with? You know what I really fancy to eat? A lion. Oh, I, I could literally murder a lion. Oh, oh, if only there was a lion somewhere around here, man. I, I, would, I would tear off its tail and keep it to make soup. I wouldn't even bother to pull off the hair off his neck. I would just eat him just like that. Oh, please. And he went down on his knees looking up to the sky saying, send me a lion, please. I beg you, please. Just one lion. Just one. That's all I want. And then he stopped and he went, ooh, hold on. What's that? Ooh, I think there's a, thank you, thank you. And he started looking around. There's a lion here somewhere. And he put on his deepest bad man voice. Come forth, lion. Reveal yourself. Where are you? Come, come out. If you think you're bad, come. Come out. Let me deal with you. The lion got so scared. He started backing away through the grass. And when he felt he'd got a safe enough distance away, he turned and he ran in the other direction at full speed. Now, sitting in a tree nearby, watching all of this, was Monkey. And I don't know what it was between Monkey and Squirrel, but the two of them just never got on. Monkey never liked Squirrel. Squirrel never liked Monkey. And Monkey thought, when he saw Brelion stalking the Squirrel, that this was going to be the day that his rival and his enemy was gotten rid of once and for all. So when Brelion fell for the trick and turned around and ran away, Monkey was livid. He was furious. He was angry. He went chasing after lions, swinging from tree to tree, from branch to branch. He didn't have to go far because Lion was so weak from hunger and tired. He didn't run very far at all. He caught up with Lion laying on the ground, panting and blowing and puffing hard. <sighs> 
monkey swung down to the lowest branch of the tree, not too close. And he leaned over and he said, Lion, you should be ashamed of yourself. Lion turned around and said, What are you talking about? Monkey said, Look, that little thing down there is a squirrel, you know? Fluffy tail, tiny little teeth. <coughs> squirrel, right? You are lion. You are the king of the beasts. You are the king of the savannah. Why are you running away from a squirrel? You see what's wrong with this picture? And lion sat back and he thought, you know what, monkey? You're right. That squirrel has made an idiot out of me. That's the spirit, said Monkey. I'm going to go back there and I'm going to get him. That's it, said Monkey. Come on. Remember who you are. You know what you need to do. The lion rose up on his four legs and he growled. And he roared. That's it, said Monkey. Hold on. Give me a lift. And he jumped on Lion's back, grabbed onto his mane as Lion went pelting back down the road at full speed, determined to teach that squirrel a lesson. In fact, do more than that. Squirrel heard the sound of these thundering footsteps getting closer and he turned and looked and saw this huge cloud of dust coming down the road towards him. And at the front of this cloud of dust, he could see Lion's face snarling with rage, his lips pulled back, his huge, sharp teeth glistening in the sun, both eyes red with anger coming towards him. And he thought, this is it. This is my last day here ever. I'm going to die. And he turned around and he was trembling and he was shaking. But again, I don't know where this squirrel pulled out this bit of wit, pulled out this bit of cleverness. But just as Lion was probably about to launch himself through the air at him, he said at the top of his voice, looking up at the sky, Where's that monkey? I sent him out around half an hour ago and told him to bring me another lion. And then he turned around. Lion screeched to a halt, kicking up dust and rocks, turned tail, and for the second time that day, fled back down the road at full speed, trying to scratch at Monkey at the same time. Monkey, realizing that his life was in danger, jumped off into the nearest tree and climbed as high as he could and stayed there for as long as he could. And to this day, monkeys will stay up in trees, away from lions. Brother Squirrel saw him go and he laughed so hard he fell over onto his back, his four little legs sticking up in the air. But Squirrel wasn't daft. He realized that he'd been pushing his luck. He'd got lucky twice that day. 
But that same day, he decided to leave the savannah, that things were getting way too hot, way too dangerous. And if you think about it, you never see squirrels in wildlife documentaries about the savannah, do you? Well, now you know the reason why. Thank you very much, Baden, for sharing that fun story. I like the way Baden's monkey mimicked the squirrel eating. And what a plucky little squirrel, standing up to a lion. One of my favourite African proverbs is, when spiders unite, they can tie up a lion. But maybe we could just replace the word spider with squirrel for this story. More lion facts in our Owlet letter this week. Now, it's time to dig deep into my bag of happies and say hello and thank you to some new Owlets who've recently flown into our nest and kindly subscribed to our podcast. Hello to new Owlet, seven-year-old Lumen from Minneapolis in the US. Lumen and her mum listen to super great kids' stories every night before bed. Lucky you, Lumen. A nice way to end the day. And hello to B in Finchley in London in the UK, who will soon be six. And B loves all the super great scary stories. And hello to her little sister, Emmy, who is three. Thanks for being such super fans, B and Emmy. And hello to new owlet Stetson, who is six, and Lily, who is three, from Alabama in the US. And hello and hoo-hoo-hoo to owlets in Los Angeles, Leo, who is seven, and Clarabelle, who is four, who love listening to super great kids' stories on the way to school. And hello to Ari Solomon, who is five, from South Carolina who got a subscription to our podcast for Christmas. And hello to your older brothers and sisters who also enjoy listening to some of our stories. Thanks so much to all of you who are subscribing and helping to keep our podcast ticking over. If you'd like to subscribe, you can donate on Patreon, Apple or Ko-fi. See more details on our website, supergreatkidsstories.com. And thank you, too, to everyone who wrote thoughtful and generous reviews on Apple Podcasts, including Luna Maya Pizza Pie from the US, Ro O'Connor from Canada, and PJ Cerner from the US. Now, lots of you have been sending in wondrous pictures inspired by our stories. We just love seeing all the different ways you imagine the characters as you listen. So here's a little thank you to some of you. Thanks to Olivia, who is seven, from Delmar in New York, who drew an atmospheric picture after hearing a Baba Yaga story. Your picture's complete with rain and thunder and lightning and puddles. Thank you, Olivia. And thanks to Nora from Glen Ellen in Illinois in the US, Thank you, Nora, for sharing your witch picture and your polar bear drawing. I'm interested to hear that you would rather be a polar bear than a little brown bird. It's quite hard to choose, isn't it? Flying like a bird would be very exciting, but I also think it would be great fun to swim around the ice floes in the Arctic. 
And a big hello to Cosima, who lives in London and sent us a lovely picture of the Irish story of the griffin. And thanks to Silar, who's carefully coloured in the picture of the monster in the maze from our Super Great Kids colouring book. Glad to see you're enjoying it, Silar. And hello to Philippa, who is five and lives on the island of Malta. I love your picture, inspired by the story The Ghost of the Bloody Finger. I particularly like the four cobwebs in each corner that show us that the old house hasn't been lived in for many, many years. And hello to Inara, who is seven, who loves rainbows and has sent us her amazing drawing of the story How the Rainbow Got Into the Sky. Thank you, Inara. I really like it. And thanks to Aya, who is six and lives in Huntingdon in the UK. Aya drew two pictures, the scary story, the ghost of the bloody finger, and the scarecrow and the hare. Lovely drawings. Thank you, Aya. And thanks to Nikhil, who is six, and his brother Kiran, who is eight. Nikhil and Kiran live in Lusaka in Zambia in Africa and enjoy listening to the stories in the car. Thank you for your picture of the ghost of the bloody finger, Nikhil. Amazing! There is certainly a lot of blood in that picture. And thanks, Kiran, for your lovely drawing of the apple tree man. Can you remember the song in that story? And that's it for this week. And if we haven't said thank you for your picture yet, there'll be more thanks next week. And thank you all. If you'd like to see those pictures, go to facebook.com forward slash stories. That's all for now. Keep on telling your stories and singing your songs. See you soon. This story was recorded at Wardour Studios in London.